Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I've been a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome back to this live broadcast of the Nursing Home Podcast. I know we've been coming to you live quite a few times recently. And you know what? I figured that we may as well share this broadcast with our viewers and our listeners in real time so that you can kind of get a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look of how it actually plays out in real life and see what it actually looks like. So today uh, we are going to start going into a conversation that is not so much spoken about um, in the long-term care industry, but is a very serious, real problem, uh, a real struggle. And that is the leadership, uh, the consistency in the long-term care space. That means the administrators, that means the director of nurses, those that are in the trenches, those that are really leading these and buildings. And the trenches, that's my favorite word. Yeah. No. And we have a, I have with me today, as you've heard, I have Jennifer Harvey, who has a fascinating story of how she became so passionate about this industry to begin with. And in her current role as a director of nurses is struggling to make the transition to the next step in her professional journey to, to really focus on the company that she's founding based on the values, the passion, the ideas, and her experience and expertise in this field. And I don't, I, th- I don't think we can find someone more uniquely qualified to discuss this subject of the consistency of the directors of nursing and administrators and facilities. We all know, just uh, Jennifer, I'm going to give you the mic in a moment, your fancy mic that you got for this podcast. Thank you. Oh, you inspired me. Well, you you inspired me. Oh, thank you, thank you for saying that. Uh, but we just we all know that if you come to a facility and you hear that the nurse, the administrator was there for ten years, and the director of nurses was there for fourteen years, you know that either they're lying or it's a Long very study. yeah, or it's a very stable facility. You can have facilities where the the nurses, the CNAs, the housekeepers' activities. You can have a lot of the different departments where. They've been there for a significant amount of time and still there's a lack of stability in the building because every six months you have a new suit that walks in who's going to solve the underlying problem. In the meantime, he's just paying his bills for six months um, and then walks out. And you have a new director of nurses who comes with her or his special way of managing the nursing staff and whatever their experience has taught them. And sometimes their longevity is maybe a little bit greater, but at the same time, it's it's very very challenging and when administrators leave that doesn't mean administrators are bad people they're not they're they're saints and the directors of nurses they as are well. saints they are, are owners and owner owner operators get a bad name and it hurts my soul like people will say that these owner operators are only in it for the money but if we don't have owner operators where do we house our seniors 
So that was Jennifer Harvey, who needs no introduction. <laughs> Jennifer Harvey is the, the director I'm of overly transparent. Exactly, is a an active director of nurses right now, uh, struggling to make the transition or is making actively making the transition to her own company, but won't do so fully until she can find um, an adequate or a, uh, replacement for herself. So. Jennifer, first of all, welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast. Thank you for taking some time out of your day and making the arrangements to be with us today. Anytime, Shamil. So before... You are amazing and you're so real and that well, is what's got me addicted to your podcast, even well, your 9 to 5. Well, that, I try not to veer out in my other entrepreneur. I have that gene, mm -hmm, but... Mm -hmm. I appreciate I, that. I believe I believe in nursing homes. Yes, and I, and I, I appreciate that. Mouth, they need big mouths like mine to succeed. Yeah, yeah. We need people to say things the way that they are. So you mentioned the before we started the live broadcast, before we started recording the uh, the podcast session, a little bit about how you ended up physically ended up where you are right now and how you were transported there. And how, how that kind of ignited the passion that is quite a quite apparent in those who are watching this, and even to the listeners, you can see that Jennifer is jumping out of her skin to share uh, some of her expertise. So tell us first a little bit about the backstory, and then we'll jump into the topic. So the backstory is my aunt was passing away in a home that she founded, and mm -hmm. she founded this home, and it's a nonprofit, standalone, faith-based facility, mm -hmm. and. She had to admit to the facility, facility that she started after 26 years of fundraising. Wow. Yeah. It took her. She volunteered with the board, the Lutheran board, mm -hmm. and seeing the need in the community for change. She believed in person-centered care before it even happened. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But That's why I have took a cut i can make it i'm an rn i can make good money but just like you i'm a go-giver that's a little I, shout I out when you give to the universe it will take care of you exactly I, so just... I left i left a corporate facility and i went there and i oh and i went there at a fun time Oh, the changes The I came in at phase one of phase, you know, three phases of CMS regulatory changes. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to do it on my own. I had nobody to help me. And the DON fell and broke her hip. Before I knew it, I was tricked into the DON role when I was recruited to do a cardiac rehab, which I believe in cardiac rehab. Mm -hmm. And I want to do ICU nursing, just like my mom. Mm -hmm. And even my, my sister found, I mean, my mom's sister founded this facility. And even my mom said, what are you doing? And you are, you're not a nursing home nurse. You're too good of a nurse to be in, in a nursing home. And I said, 
mom, if you live old enough, what do you think is going to happen to you? Well, even though I'm a little different, Mm -hmm. I did buy a house which she could live in. I, I, but anyway, that's besides the point. But let's, uh, if you don't mind, you shared uh, the story about the laundry basket uh, before we started. And uh, can you share that? Do you mind? Is that too personal? Not at all. So go ahead. I'm too transparent. Yeah. There's nothing. So the laundry basket. So where was I going with that, Shamil? Well, you mentioned how you were transported to where you are right now. And I'm not sure if you were serious about that or not, but I think you were, right? Did you say your your parents uh, sent you to uh, to where you live right now? Oh God! Oh, okay. So how I came to care about the elders is I came from Daytona, Florida, in a laundry basket, and my dad had enough sense to bring me to his parents and now they're 84 and 85 and I love them to death and they're my mom she she did so much but I don't want her I I do not want to follow her in the beginning I knew that's where money was mm-hmm but once you get away from the money aspect, like she was working at VA making six figures. Right. And I don't want that. You know what I want? To make sure our elderly, our, our elderly community is mm-hmm. taken care of. Got it. So let, I, let, let's back up over here a little bit. Um, and let's just talk about the problem to, you know, to begin with. And let's focus specifically on the director of nurses struggles. So we know that there's an extremely high rate of turnover in directors of of nurses. So why I created Silver Star Advisors is because the turnover is so high. And you know why it's so high? They have nobody to coach them and lead them and help them. And the turnover and director of nursing will always continue to be high. Same with nursing home administrator. I mean, it, it's always going to be a high turnover. But if you could fix that and you can give them the tools, and that's why I decided to start my own business. Like, if you could give them the leadership tools to know what they're doing and, and get out there with their staff, and be involved and do what I do. When I go to work, I wear scrubs. You can't coach if you're not on the field. You can't. I come in to work with scrubs. I I don't I don't go sit in the office. Like I learn, I learn the secret sauce. The secret sauce is is taking care of that front line that front line is going to hang you in a survey it's going to give you bad reps with with family members they tell family members stuff that you're like oh please don't say that Mm -hmm. like but if if your front line has that connection with you 
I mean, I don't want to bring my husband into this because he is in a whole nother line of industry. Mm-hmm. But he sees what I do behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. My CNA texts me. Mm-hmm. I take care of them. If your front line believes in you, you're going to succeed. Okay. But now the question is, what is that? How do you get your line staff to believe in you? And I'll just frame the question a little bit because you have to discipline them. You have to teach them. You have to yeah. show them. Oh, uh, well, I, 100%. You're, you are 100% right. So if they, if, if they get on, if they sign on to whatever I'm preaching, cause they, they always say I'm preaching, mm-hmm. but if they sign on and you take care of them and you cultivate them and you tell them like me, my, my behind the scenes story, mm-hmm. I started from nothing. I had no GD. I had nothing. I had no high school. I had nothing. Now I have 200 credits, college credits. Like I I have my nursing home administrator's license, which was harder than a DON. I don't know about that, but okay. Well, no, as a registered nurse, I take one board as a nursing home administrator. I took two federal boards and a state board. That's pretty scary. Oh, you're saying the testing process, correct? Yeah. I I mean it depends on the state, but yeah. I did it. Good for you. And I passed the first time. Wow. That's not an easy thing. I, I best myself. I best. Just like whenever we had consultants come in our building and they said, Jennifer doesn't know what she's doing. And I said, oh, sit back and watch. Sit back and watch. I will show you. I know money. I call it the Bible, the Psalm, the statement of uh, Operation Manual. Yep. I, I, I know it. And there's so many tools that you can use off CMS website that I'm going to scale my business to do to use like there's 41 critical element pathways we know their secret sauce mm-hmm. why wouldn't you utilize that so i've made all my my competence my competencies off that everything is off the critical element pathways so what you just you just hit on a very very critical point and that is that the tools there's a here let let me try this for a minute there's there's a big disconnect between the policymakers and the regulations and i i don't just mean cms but even within larger organizations between the boots on the ground and and all the structures and the tools and resources that are available to them the problem is in real life in real life operations a an administrator or nursing home uh, or a director of nurses, a DON doesn't have the time, the ability, many times to breathe, go to the bathroom, to eat, <laughs> to go home, some of the basics of life. Amen. Right? They don't have all that stuff. And they're supposed I'm to. I'm opening Christmas presents with my kids and I'm getting calls. I'm, I'm getting a... calls. Like, yeah. how fair is that to my children? It's not. 
It's not. It's and not, it's not fair. But then you have regulatory um, enforcers who come in. You have the Department of Public Health that'll come in, or it can be depending on the structure of the environment that you work. And again, I'm broadening the conversation, Jennifer. So even to other people who have slightly different arrangements. Um, in their companies, and then people say, well, look at the CMS website, it says to do this, and why are you using this outdated tool that doesn't fit with, you know, with the new rule? Um, you know, we, you should have downloaded this, it's such a simple thing to do, do an in-service, train everybody on it, it and you're done. It's very simple, but you know the thing, this is where I'm, I'm guiding, like, yeah, my business, I'm not even, I'm telling even my IT, Mm -hmm. I mean, God bless him, Dan, Dan McGuyan and, mm -hmm. and, and Green Star. He is, took me to a level, but I tell him, I don't, I don't want to scale that way. Like the way the people that have reached out to me, I give my, just like you, go giver. Mm -hmm. We're go givers. I give my secret sauce. I tell them what I do. I, I tell them all these resources are available, available to you. Like, mm -hmm. why don't you utilize them? Well, we know, like, and just to address that point for a moment, we know that how much time of a directive nurse's day is spent yeah. making critical clinical decisions and how much time is filling shifts. Family member. How many time is spent? Right. And these are not to say these are not important things, but there's a family member in the lobby who wants to see you. And you're in the middle, you're on, uh, this literally happens, right? You're sitting in your office, you're on CMS's website, you finally had three minutes to go and sit down. You're half eating lunch, you knock oh over your God. drink, all over all your papers. Hold on, I'm not done. And you're finally like, okay, we're making some progress here. And you're looking at the CMS website or any other tool or resource that you're looking at. And you're like, okay, let's try to think strategically for a minute. Let's try to think strategically. And then you get someone knocks in the door, miss x fill in the blank don't fill in the blank but whoever it is everyone has in their facility or mr whoever is here to see you again yeah. again for the fifth time this week about the same issue that has already been resolved that you've already addressed fully completely documented reported you've done everything that you need to do and they're there and then before you have a chance and you say try to stall them tell them i'm in a meeting tell them i died tell them anything just because mm -hmm. i cannot deal with this person right now and then before you know it they're standing in the I doorway Right. And they walk in and they're like, oh, well, you're wasting your time over here. Why are you not on the floors? Right. And then and then you're expected, you know, and the next morning, DPH walks mm -hmm. into your building. And why have you not done that? And you just feel like, you know, giving up like this is crazy. This, this is impossible. It, it does. And if these DONs don't have the the skills like that is what my, the company I'm trying to create is going to bring. Got it. Like, so. So just, just, like, just let, I want to bring that to them. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to give them the tools. The tools are there. They're not going to sleep, eat and breathe this stuff. Like I did for my, for mm -hmm. my aunt's business. Right. And I believed in it. And you know what? I gave my all to it, but it is a nonprofit and it's a dying cause. And I do lose money and, and it sucks. But the thing is, I've had to teach myself, you know, I even got my own um, infection prevention, preventionist thing. Like, I even sided with CDC mm -hmm. and 
I, I had a Sam's card and it's not like the Sam's card, like Costco card. Right. Like, I got, like I, I credentialed with them and it was like, I was like, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But wow. I, I believe in this industry and I believe in empowering these DONs because let me tell you where I want to go with my consulting industry. Okay. I want to take it to first off, we need these investors 100%. We need these people to buy homes. We need them to, because if they don't do it, who's going to house all these seniors that we're going to get? Yeah. Who's going to help them? And like, like leading age just posted. 550 nursing homes close whatever like how are we gonna house how are we gonna take care of it yeah. now granted, do i believe in i i bought a house that i can you know my grandparents raised me so i bought a house to take care of them mm -hmm. i have a a house as a duration house and i want my my family here with me i want to take care of them but other the american culture is not going to do that and, and just like you shamel would you what are you going to do with your parents i don't know <laughs> I'm, i hope, hope they should live and be well for many more years i know yeah. but like I'm not, I, I can manage and take care of all kinds of facilities, but what am I going to do with my parents? Yeah. I don't want them to go there. Why? I'm scared. So, I mean, we know well, that there are multiple options now and some of the closures. But, but let's be real. We're an American, you know, I mean, this is, this is America and no, nobody really cares what they're going to do i mean mm -hmm. this is a lucrative business but if you put yourself in it for the right reasons yeah yeah no this this is all true but i i want to focus back to the directive nurse who's struggling and the reason you're struggling need coaches like me so so hold on a moment there so we, 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 we understand the struggle We understand that the struggle is, is real and they don't have the, the, the ability or just, just the presence of mind to be able to many times to work strategically. And of course there are. The, the corporate is not going to give them anything. They so don't know the song. There are, the so there are companies that do a great job at this. There are companies that that have a great corporate structure and they have great clinicians on many levels and they do empower their director of the, you know, their directors in every department, you know, they have the right structures in place. And sometimes you'll find in these companies that they can hire lower talent, lower down the, down the pole, so to speak, the because underdog. I believe in the underdog. Like I said, because the reason why they can do this is because they re require less of them. There's less decision-making skills happening because everything is so clearly defined. The problem is when crisis happens, there's no process necessarily for, you cannot 
plan for every single eventuality. So you do need to have skilled clinicians. You do need to have skilled administrators, people who know how to deal with problem solving in real time, even when there's no plan to follow, even though when there's no policy specifically to follow. The, the frustration many times is that the directors of nursing and the administrators are so busy coping with real life, oh, every single day, hard. urgent issues that they don't have the time or the ability or the space they to do. grow on a higher level. Now, just if you focus on burnout for a moment, it's very difficult. Administrators become burnout. administrators. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. I burn out. Administrators become administrators and DONs become DONs. Because they want to use their I skills. Not, my goal in life was not to be a DON. I got pulled into a DON position because the DON fell and broke her head. I was pulled to this facility to help do a cardiac rehab. Mm -hmm. And I had no desire. So put me in a DON position and I'm going to bring my leadership skills to the bank. Like you have to you have to cultivate your team if you don't take care of your front line i'm not talking about your nurses i'm talking about your cnas because this is where i'm talking about where i started my business on is you have to take care of that front line those cnas you have to get out of your office and you have to know those people that are doing the hardest job in the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you don't know them, shame on you. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is so true. This is, this is really true. So for someone to create that type of relationship though, again, that requires time and space and DONs who are running yeah, around. It doesn't really retire. It, it doesn't really require time and space. Okay. All you got to do is show up to work in your scrubs and you show them I'm there for you. It, it, it doesn't really require get out of your, your skirt suits, get, get out of everything. And you get in the trenches with these people that are, are taking care of these elders that deserve more than more than we can offer mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. deserve our i mean they have done things in their lives that we owe we owe them and, and if if the if your front line understands your vision and your mission there's no problem well so you just said something extremely valuable right there this is something that i feel very strongly about <clears throat> and I try to impress that. Oh, on, I relate to you. Yeah, and, and try to impress that on, on my staff is that realize that when you see someone lying in a middle bed um, in a Johnny uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon watching the same movie day after day, or and to you, you the yeah, initial reaction if you just saw this person for the first time, you if you don't have genuine respect for this person, you're gonna care with you're gonna care for them differently than if you understood their story. If you knew a little bit about what this person actually did, and I think even I don't remember if we actually yeah, did this. I was raised by my grandparents. That makes me different. Yeah. But I, it, as soon as I smell a bad apple, they're gone. They're gone, and everybody need, everybody needs to know the why. What is the why behind what you do? 
Am I not right? No, you are. You are. So if you what is the why behind? What is what is your why? Like, especially your undereducated people. What is the why? And I, you know what my thrill is? What? Growing around our undereducated people. I bring them from nothing to something. Wow. I I brought them from CNAs. Oh, what? Oh, you don't think you can make it? Oh, let me tell you what I did. I ran away to New York at, at 14. And now this is who I am. Wow. I'm not sitting in a chair because I want to. You know, I, I tell these people, you can do so much. Do you know the, the return on it? The ROI, the ROI, <laughs> yeah, the ROI on really getting that, making somebody grow in our industry makes my heart. Yeah. That's so, that's what drives me. That's so, what drives me. Yeah. And I, you know how I do it? I get out there in my scrubs every day as a DON, I wear scrubs. And if you, you can't lead if you're not in the trenches, you cannot lead. I don't care what you do, even an administrator, you can't lead if you're not in the trenches. Yeah. End of story. With the staff retention problems, if you want to make money, I know how to make money because I love business. That was my first degree. Mm -hmm. But like, if you want to make money, you have to lead in the trenches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this is really, really true. That you know, you got to lead by example. But it, like, like you said, that people have to understand the why of what they're doing. So if there's an aide or even a housekeeper who's cleaning the corners of the room and let's, let's make this very current. I put name two housekeepers because the housekeeper, everybody is responsible for outcomes. Yeah. I mean, but if they understand their role as the reason why you come in there and you're upset when there's a little dirt in the corner behind the door is not, because it's not only because the residents deserve more and they do but the reason no. what the reason but think about the coronavirus now even as we're speaking now someone just sent me a message that the but the, if they don't understand the importance why would they thrive everybody needs to know the why behind the why and what they do mm-hmm mm -hmm. um yeah no, they, I get super passionate about it no, I, de I definitely see that. Um, what what we want to just, as we're wrapping up over here, and I really appreciate you coming on the Nursing Home Podcast today and sharing some of your passion uh, with us. I just wanted to know if there if there is a final, you know, word of caution or encouragement for those that are in the trenches right now, specifically in the directive nurses or administrative role, what would you like to leave them with as a final thought? It's hard, and you can't do it by yourself. Right, right. And again, you already shared all that value with us. So I just want i want to thank you, Jennifer, for taking some time uh, with us today on the Nursing Home Podcast, sharing some very, very real information 
uh, with us about your personal experience, your journey so far as it continues. And uh, again, we re- we're just really, uh, we're really thankful for you uh, spending some time with us today. Thank you so much. And you're the realest podcast compared to all the other podcasts I can listen to in this for this industry. You bring me home. All right. Awesome. I'm really happy. I really hope that others will also start seeing this and appreciating it. I really do think that it's I filling mean, a need. You bring it home. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know what an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.